Can you hear me, Joe? Yes, I can. You can't handle the truth! Jim Price, the Jim Price Show Daily Update. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I apologize for being late. Uh, you know that's how it is on Thursdays. It is September 14th. It's a Thursday, 2023. Well, thank you guys for being here. Yes, I was uh, doing my other show, and you guys know that it runs me just a little bit over each week. So thank you for being here. Well, as we go down the line of all the craziness going on in the world around us, we know that Hunter Biden went ahead and picked up a few more charges and Who's going to really care because you know he's not going to get anything. It's just going to get passed on through, and we know he'll get a little pat on his head and a pooch on the butt, and nobody will ever know the difference, and it'll all be fine. The sad part of it is it's actually not even that that's a problem. We know there are other things coming down the pike, but we have Kevin McCarthy standing there as the establishment player that he is, knowing that he has to toe the line somewhere between acting like he cares and acting like he cares Huh. I don't know how he does it. It's actually really amazing. I know he's got a few other scandals in his own life and some things in his background that actually causes him to hesitate to do the right thing for the American people, but that's on him. You know what? I would rather you do the right thing by the American people and us know your dirty laundry than you screw us around while you keep your dirty laundry hid. I don't know, man. Be the public servant that we asked you to be. Be the right person at the right time. Quit going around and acting like as if somehow you're doing us a favor by not standing up against the IRS agents that you have fully funded. Don't don't tell me you're doing the, the work of the people when you haven't bothered to follow through with stopping the spending and the outrageous things that we see going on in real time. The AOC New Green Deal or Green New Deal or whatever shove it up your butt bill it was, well, we see that fully implemented at this point. It only took them just a few years to wait around until it was the right time to bring all this in, to crush our economy and destroy us as we've been going down this path. By the way, guys, they just came out with some really crazy numbers on inflation. The inflation numbers that they've been talking about, this is compounded inflation. I don't know why we talk about this. Oh, it was only up 2% from last month. Guys, it's, it's month after month. I'm paying almost 50, 60 cents more per gallon of gas in five, six months. You're telling me that that's only a 0.2% per, uh, increase each month? That doesn't sound right. I don't think your math is right. Maybe we should all go back to math class. This is a sad part that we actually don't pay attention to what's really going around us. We, they want the financial crash. They want the dollar to go to zero. We know all those things. they got to bring in the CBDCs. That's why we have the bill going in saying, hey, by the way, the CBDCs should absolutely be the people's money, not the government's turn off faucet, on faucet, depending on whether your social credit score is good enough for an arbitrary number that you can never chase down, just like your credit score. What good is that thing? You can have no credit cards, and you still don't have a good score. You do have credit score, uh, credit cards. You do have a good store, score. But, oh, wait, you used them. Now you don't have a good credit score. Which way do you want it? And it really doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? But those that don't use credit get penalized, but those who do use credit get penalized. It's really a broken system, isn't it? And if we just let the, the people have their way, individual freedoms and individual liberties, the government doesn't have to worry about dictating their lives. They work their butts off trying to control us every day. And imagine if they just stepped back and got out of the way, we'd all be a lot happier, including themselves. But they have a problem with themselves. 
These people are sadomasochists who enjoy watching you suffer. And that's the real problem we have here. Uh, I do want to bring in a special guest I have with me today. Uh, <laughs> you've been sitting in the wings. I appreciate you, uh, Greg Schumacher, sitting in here as I have been doing my show. Thank you so much for being here. Greg, can you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us how we can find you? Sure. My name is Greg Schumacher, and I am the founder and president of a company called Restore Law and Order. And the website is RestoreLawAndOrder.com. Wow, very good. RestoreLawAndOrder.com. Now, so how did you get started in this whole thing? And what is it that you're wanting to accomplish by, you know, I guess, restoring law and order? I guess I'll go with the title. Right. Well, um, I'll just give you a real brief background, if I may, about uh, my past. Absolutely. So I own um, the oldest fur company in America, which is Schumacher Furs. And we originated in Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. And we're basically manufacturers, designers of fur product. And um, we were established in 1895, the oldest fur company in America. And in year well, I don't 2005, mean to, I don't mean to plug your business real quick, but I really do yeah. enjoy a good fur. I've gone to a lot of state sales. There's a lot of great furs out there. And I'm like, why don't right. women wear this? Uh, except for they saw somebody in the 80s throw some red paint on a few of them. But furs are amazing. And I don't think people really appreciate what furs can do. Uh, instead of going to the synthetic blend plastic crap, we could actually be using something that God gave us to use anyway. But I applaud your industry and, and the, for your ability to stay around. So anyway, that well, was my you plug for much. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, you need a Schumacher fur coat, by the way. I do. I actually, I didn't know there was one, but I'm going to have to find one now. So, right. Okay. So uh, I just kind of want to jump to year 2005 through 2007. And our company got terrorized by extremist groups for over two years period of time every day. And um, this is in Portland, Oregon. And I just want to touch on this whole incident just for a minute. Um What's unique about the Schumacher first story, and even it is today, which is 17, 18 years later, is that as crimes were happening against us, and we acquired over 520 hours of audio and video mm -hmm. coverage mm -hmm. of just crimes out of 1,200 hours of video coverage. Okay, This is right in downtown Portland, right across from Nordstrom's, right in the main part of the district. Okay, mm -hmm. and We were getting... Protested, terrorized, bombings, everything else, um, when no other business was in Portland. Okay. Right. We're going back 17, right. 80 years ago. Okay. And what's interesting about the whole story is that as the crimes were happening, we we're constantly calling law enforcement, you know, Portland police, the FBI, went to city council meetings, went to the mayor, went to the governor. At that time, we even went to President Bush. Okay. And what we were requesting or asking for them is to enforce existing laws which they were not. Right. So because they didn't enforce the laws at the very beginning, it just exaggerated into this huge mess for two years. Um, and so, you know, the, the whole thing about the, the protest is the longevity of it, mm -hmm. and that it was allowed. And number two is that there was zero law enforcement. Well, so if you jump to what's going on to the, today in the last three years, what happened to me individually has happened all across America, okay? And especially in Portland and Seattle and New York and et cetera. Wherever you have sanctuary, blue cities and states, it was worse. Uh, um, and the whole thing is that no one is, seems to be dealing with this issue, addressing the issue mm -hmm. properly. Um, 
So the the reason I started Restore Law and Order is because back three years ago in Portland, Oregon, and also nationally, when the, the riots started happening, the violence, the uh, homeless problems, crime, we we I hired an investigative team to track all the crimes nationally where one of two things happened, where a business or an individual, a crime was happening to them. They called law enforcement and law enforcement did not respond. Mm-hmm. Same situation I went through. The other set of circumstances is law enforcement did respond eventually. And when they got there, they did nothing. So we have thousands and thousands and thousands of evidence. I think I'm the only person that holds all this evidence in the United States of America. And after I did that, because I knew that I, after my experience, I knew that no one was going to do anything about this because I saw what happened to me. Okay. I experienced this through the terrorism Mm -hmm. and I knew that law enforcement wasn't going to enforce the law. So I gathered all this evidence. Then I put together a legal team of constitutional civil rights attorneys that are uh, skilled in complex litigation, constitutional litigation, such as we are doing. And then third, I put together a a PR, which is extremely important for exposing uh, everything that's been going on. So what's the purpose of all this? Well, the purpose of this is that I feel uh, that, and I don't feel I can prove right. that the biggest problem that everyone has in America right now and in Portland and Oregon in regards to the violence and the crimes, which is on TV every day, we all see it. The reason, the reason it keeps going is because businesses across the nation and individuals, what they focus on is trying to change the minds and ideology of the existing government officials that are running the democratic sanctuary cities and states. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that is never, ever going to work. I mean, you don't need me to tell you this. Look out your window. Three years later after riots started, is crime any better in your city? No, crime has gotten worse. Okay. And it just keeps getting worse because no one's holding accountability anyone so who's really accountable for all this well you could say it's antifa black lives matter all the criminals all the thugs out there that's not the issue okay that's a little bit of the issue because we've had crime going on for decades for centuries where there's groups of people whether it's antifa PETA, radical groups out there left-wing radical groups okay so that's not really the problem what the problem is is the government the government not enforcing existing laws. We don't need new laws. We're fine with the laws. We need government to enforce the existing laws. And they're not enforcing the laws, and they're not going to enforce the laws. And so so how so you have to say to yourself, well, how do you get how do you, if you can't change the minds of the existing politicians, which you can't, they have no intention of fixing anything. You think the mayor in New York or the mayor in, in uh Portland, Oregon, or the governors across these sanctuary cities are gonna do anything? Of course not. They've proven they're not gonna do anything. So so if they're not going to do anything, then what we do, we need people in there that are going to uphold constitutional law and city ordinances, et cetera, state constitutional law. So how, how do you replace these people? Well, the first thing you're going to say to yourself, well, we vote them out. Nope, doesn't work anymore, folks. That does not work. You want to think it works. That's old fashioned ideology. That does not work. I'll tell you why it doesn't work in sanctuary cities and states. Number one, you have a tremendous amount of uh, younger adults and also older adults indoctrinated with this liberal ideology, okay? Mm-hmm. This left-wing radical thinking, okay? And they keep voting the same radical type people in office, okay? That's one of the reasons. 
Number two is you have election fraud and interference. And it's still there. It hasn't been cured. Right. So you can just keep expecting the same as you've been seeing to happen. There's no change that's going to happen. Now, what Restore Law and Order is doing is we are saying we're going to hold the government accountable. And we're going to hold the government officials personally accountable. So what we do is we gather businesses and individuals that have been economically and financially harmed, as well as duress, okay, et cetera, and mainly financially, though. And what we do is we put them all together. We do what is similar to a class action suit, which is called a multi-plaintiff lawsuit. And we, what we do is we sue the city, like, for example, suing the city of Portland, suing the state of Oregon. Now, this is going to be done nationally, okay, um, and sue the government officials personally. Well, you're going to say, well, you can't sue the government officials personally. Yes, you can. They're not immune. Okay, They're not immune because they violated Title 42, Section 1983 of the U.S. Constitution. So what is that statute? Well, that statute, without reading it, says that all government officials took a personal oath to uphold constitutional law. If they violate that oath, in other words, don't enforce the law, then they can be liable and accountable economically or for all the economic damage that was caused to to the entities, to certain entities, okay? So they can be held accountable in a court of law for the financial damage. So that's exactly what we're doing. Now, I want to give you an example just to prove that they aren't immune. Mm -hmm. This is just mayors, because we're suing mayors, we're suing uh, city councilmen, senators, sheriffs, the whole ball of wax, okay? Personally, okay? So just so you know, and I give or take on this number, but... The number of mayors that has been sued, okay, under this under this Title Forty Two, Section Nineteen Eighty Three, is seven hundred and eighty six mayors. Okay, yeah. Some were successful lawsuits. Some settled. Some weren't successful. Okay, but just to show you that actually, that's just mayors. Okay, right. so right. this has been done before. So our whole purpose. Why are we doing this? You want me to keep going here? Oh yeah, no, like you're this? doing great, man. I'm, I love oh, okay. it. I'm, I'm enjoying the show. <laughs> you're, okay, you're killing so it, man. Don't uh, stop. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm okay. like, hey, it's not even my show. I'm gonna watch. <laughs> no, no, go for it, buddy. You're doing great. So, 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 what we're doing here? The reason we're doing this is two reasons. Number one is to reimburse the businesses and individuals back the money they lost. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two, maybe more important reason, is to set a precedence. This is so when we sue the government officials personally, what we do is we pump them through our PR machine nationally and right. we expose all their negative bad behavior, which we have evidence of. Okay. Right. So when we do that, what we do is we expose them. Then when we expose them, it we financially harm them, we reputationally harm them, and we jeopardize their political careers. Okay. Because right. of all the bad, lawless crap that they've been doing. Okay. Right. Basically, they're corrupt individuals, you know, and I mean, we can go as far as treason, but I'm not even going to talk about that, okay, because they're going against their own government. But but so we hold them accountable. When we do that and we expose them, it sets a precedence for future candidates that want to run and carry on the same lawlessness as the existing ones not to run or the same thing will happen to them. So what we're doing is we're using, we're making holding people accountable, just like you and I are held accountable, okay? And we're protecting people's civil rights, okay? You and I all have civil rights, and the, the government is not protecting these civil rights. And what we're going to do is we're going to hold these people accountable, existing, and set up presidents for 
candidates not to run if they want to carry on the same lawless behavior. Right. Okay. So th- to me, that is the solution to hold accountability to the government officials because that's where it's at. And, you know, I invite anyone to challenge me on what else you're going to do to remove the government officials. Right. No, you're doing, I mean, this is, I am, man, this is, Greg, where have you been all my life, buddy? I'm in, I'm in love with you already. I don't, I don't know if you're married. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but this is, this is like, I mean, by the way, I did go look at your, uh, your Schumacher uh, furs and dude, mm-hmm. those are great coats. I don't, guys, people will spend two, three, four, five hundred $500 on a North Face and it's plastic. It's made of nothing. It's got $2 worth of material in it that you guys are paying yeah. all. But you guys get I mean, those coats you've got are fantastic. Anyway, I want to compliment you on that. But no, you're hitting all these spots, and it sounds like you've got a complete system. And it's not like, okay, all right, guys, go from here to here, but then that, that's all the further the ball goes. It sounds like you have an, actually like a whole like a whole process there. It's have, actually, it's we really have cool. the whole infrastructure to carry this out. Right. And the, you know, the only thing we need is we need people to get involved. Now, if people don't get involved. If everyone just wants to sit there, okay, and do yeah. what they've been doing, because that's what they, and I, you know, I'm going to say something here and a lot of people are not going to like me for this. Go for it. I think a lot of the problem is the conservatives. True. Yeah. What if the conservative, conservatives not stand, stand up? No. I talk to business people. Every day they're billionaires, millionaires. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I should get involved in this lawsuit. Well, you, my God, you just you own a building for two hundred and fifty million dollars in downtown Portland prior to the riots, and now it's worth a hundred million. If you can even sell it or lease it out, yeah. What are you talking about here? Well, Why see, you my want problem to with it get- is that we we get so tr- we first of all conservatives here. I will give the conservatives one one caveat. As a conservative, you tend to let people do their own thing. I don't want to deal with you. Don't deal with me. Don't mess with me. They don't really initiate fighting. The problem is, is they don't bother to get up and fight when it's time. And that's what we, we, we're too often going, oh, well, we'll let it go. We'll let it go. We'll let it go. And then here we are. No, in reality, we've got to be righteous indignation people knowing that we've been purposely wronged and we have the right to stand up and take back what is ours. Uh, to turn the other cheek is actually not a phrase that we want to be hit again on the other side. Actually, what that is is the person who wronged us is to turn their cheek to us, allowing us to strike or take from them what they took from us. And that's biblical. And yet, these oh, well, you know, Jesus said the meek inherit the earth. The meek are those that put on the breastplate of righteousness, have their shield, have their sword sheathed, ready to execute or kill or protect or fight at any given time. And But yet they do use the discernment of their heart to make that decision. And yet we go, oh, I got to I gotta wait. I'll just pray my way through it. Jesus rolled the tables. He didn't pray his way through it. Jesus got excited. He went to the well and talked to the to the prostitute. He didn't wait for the prostitute to come to him. I, as conservatives, it just drives me crazy that we use, you know, well, we'll pray for you or we'll do this. Hey, if you don't start fighting, I don't, I don't care how many zeros you have in your bank account. When this country falls, they're all zero because you won't have anything left. If you don't put your dollars where you're, you know, you know vote with your dollars. Put yourself into this fight. I don't understand why these people who have wealth are going, well, you know, I just don't want to make any moves right now. This is the time to move. Either you put your chips all in, brother, or there's going to be no chips left. And that really drives me crazy. Portland will be off the map in a year and a half. Oh, yeah. There will be there won't be any money going through it. It yeah. will Oregon and you know what? And people will will the rest of Oregon. No, the rest of Oregon is totally being affected by this homelessness, the violence, the riots, yeah. everything else. And 
you know, I want I want to say a couple things about this. We are everything we're doing is totally unbiased. It doesn't matter. I want to clarify one thing. I'm a true conservative, okay, right. and a patriot, okay. I'm a, no, I what I'm you. trying to do is I'm trying to I'm not trying to disgruntled you know conservative people but i'm saying i'm just trying to give a message to them that you yeah. really need to stand up for your rights for right. your business you know you work hard you know your your home so you own a home for five hundred thousand dollars it's probably your biggest asset okay stand up for it if right. you got homeless people coming in there stand up we have a lawsuit which we're going to talk about in a second mm-hmm. pertaining to that to the homelessness problems okay yeah um, so we're totally unbiased. And the other good thing is I set this up because I believe that people care what their friends think. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. So what I did is I set this up. So when you donate money to us, okay, it's anonymous or you right. can donate to the pack, which is not anonymous. In other words, no one will know. Right. So if you, if you go, well, what are my friends going to think if I give money to restore law? No. Well, hey, I set that all up. No one's going to know. Okay. Right. right. It's going into an LLC. The other thing is, most likely, and I can't guarantee this, but if you become a plaintiff in any of our lawsuits, most likely it will not be public information. Oh, wow. Because it, we feel that the judges are going to seal the case. Yep. And the reason they're going to seal the case is because of very distant potential ramifications. Right. Okay. Because if very indirectly, you're dealing with Antifa issues and Black Lives issues, which are terrorist groups. Okay. Right. So, 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 you know, basically we're trying to keep it silent if a person wants to do that. Um, you know, so basically we're bringing personal accountability through the court system, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that um, this election fraud is an issue and it's not resolved yet. At least to my knowledge, I don't know yeah. where it's resolved. I think it's, it's still happening, right. you know. Um, the people that get involved with us on a financial end to get reimbursement, most of their damage is done in two areas. One is property devaluation, okay? Yeah. Commercial, industrial, and residential. Well, isn't okay? this uh, isn't this kind of back what they did in two thousand eight when they reevaluated everybody's loans and suddenly they lost you know two thirds or a third of the value of their properties and they have to come up with cash and. I mean, is this what we're going to see where they're going to try to confiscate properties? Or do you think that this is everything just going to go into default without them doing that? I think I think a little both. OK, right. but what I'm talking about is because of the right, you know, everything we're talking about here is has to do with riots, illegal protests, violence, homelessness and crime. OK, right. it has nothing to do with COVID. OK, homelessness is a big one. OK, because it's affected tremendous amount of property value. So what we're talking about is. When the riots happened in Portland or in New York, all the commercial property you see in New York, do you think that commercial property is worth the same amount of money if a business a business owner owns that property, okay, a $20 million prop, building? Do you think that value is the same now as it was four years ago? There's no way. There's no no way. way. That's precisely what I'm saying. So be, why is that? Well, that's because the riots, the legal protests, the violence, the homelessness, and the crime, Right. Because well, in the last three, four years, what's been going on? And no one and the government did nothing to do it. They allowed it to happen. So who's responsible? The government is. And that's who the way they're going to get paid is by the city insurance companies and the state insurance companies. That's who's going to reimburse all these individuals that had the economic damage. So property devaluation is a big one. The other one is, is if you're a business owner or you know, a property owner leasing out 
like even a duplex, for example, you know, yeah. um, if you're a property owner, is the decrease in revenue and net profit of your business. No one wants to come to Portland anymore. What do you think happened to the restaurants in Portland? Okay, I'm working right now in, a, in cases in Seattle. Okay, I mean, the re- high-end restaurants, the low-end restaurants have all been affected by everything that happened. Same thing that happened in Portland has happened there, okay, and all across America. So we have these, we have these lawsuits. We're not just doing these lawsuits in Portland. We're, we're gearing them up into Seattle, New York, all over the nation. Okay, we're using this model that our team has developed as the way for people to be able to get involved. Right. OK, and, you know, we're going to do the work for you, but we need your assistance, if I may. We've got the plan right. and I don't see anyone else that has a plan. I see everyone. Everyone. Everyone seems to be talking about the issue all the time. You know, I turn on the news at night. OK. Yeah. And well, all the news, most of conservative news. And it's great. OK. Mm-hmm. But all they do is talk about the problem. Yeah. All they do every night is on TV. Of the crime that's going on, this this thing just happened. They're you know they're uh, stealing goods out of Neiman Marcus and Nordstrom's in San Francisco, whatever. But they keep talking about it. But I don't see anyone coming up with a solution, okay? And the solution is to hold the government accountable because they're the ones that did it. Yeah. Okay. And that's you know that's where we're where we're coming from. Um. So I think um you know just in, in Portland, Oregon, for example, forty one thousand businesses have financially been affected wow. by this yeah in crazy. new york i have no idea but well pretty much every building and pro and uh business in new york in the last three four years has been affected negatively by the riots and the violence and the protests and the crime right. okay or it's devalued their property values or their business you know so no that's crazy. we are doing some interesting we're doing some interesting things with the homeless situation right well, what, I, um, what amazes me, though, let me go back to a point you were talking about just a second ago. You sure. said that nobody has immunity. And if I go into the Constitution of Kansas, the Constitution of Oregon, a lot of these constitutions explicitly, they write out, no one has prosecutable immunity, and no tribunal, no legislator, no representative can do this, give themselves or anybody else, uh, including bureaucracy, immunity. And yet it's in all these constitutions, but, and I, that's why I asked, you know, I, there's some things I, I was kind of getting to you as like, you know, what, what's going to happen, but you were saying, Hey, they don't have immunity. Well, it says in the constitution in plain English, they don't have immunity. No one can give immunity to these people, but they walk around as if they're touched. You, you just can't touch them. The police department, oh, the sheriff, the mayor, it's the city council. We're allowing it to happen, man. Yeah, absolutely. We're allowing it to happen. Yep. The people in America are allowing this to happen. And they look at America and go, what the hell has happened? What happened to the traditional values of America? Right. You know, right. what happened to honesty? What happened to hard work? You know, what happened to, you know, our educational system? You know, yeah. I mean, the whole ball of wax, it's affected everything. And, you know, there is a fix to this problem. Okay. But we cannot persuade the existing politicians in office to change their mind. They are being compensated by the globalists to ruin America. I'll say that again. Oh, yeah. They are being compensated. So they have no motivation to do their job. Okay. Soros Group, all the globalists are paying them off. Look at Kate Brown, our governor, our past governor in Oregon. Soros was funding her money. Okay. In Oregon. Yeah. Not to help Oregon, to destroy Oregon. <laughs> you know, 
No, that's absolutely correct there. Now, think about that. I mean, we can sit there in real time pay, and pick apart where we see these people doing this. But there's a, there was a video I saw, a gentleman, and he said he said that, and I, I rail against this all the time. I don't have a problem with a guy who wants to run into a burning building. I don't have a guy who wants to go and, and handle domestic violence calls. I don't have a problem guy wanting to work traffic stops. I get it. But what I do have a problem with is their transparency and their willingness to tell what they've done wrong, a willingness to get past their ego and say, listen, we screwed this up. We didn't do this right. But they're going to somewhere along the line, and I think we're way past this line. I think it's, it's too late. I think they've already made their decision. Either they're going to support the people of America and the Constitution as a constitutional republic, or they're going to side with the establishment. And the sad part of it is, is too many of these guys are so so bound into debt, they're so not good with money, they don't have their personal life in order, that they can't stop doing what they're doing, and so they just keep perpetuating the machine because they've got themselves caught in the middle. The sad part of it is, one of these police chiefs actually stood up and said, hey guys, we're for the people, we're going to default to freedom, we're not going to default to incarceration, we're going to default to making sure that we give the benefit of the doubt no matter what, we're not going to chase people down there was a video just this week released of a of a police officer's body cam laughing about the fact that there was a woman hit during a police chase and was killed instantly because her head hit the windshield or went through the windshield um and he was laughing about it and also he turns it off the problem is it, it got exposed now that's that in itself right there that gentleman should never serve in law enforcement again if you have a twisted sense of reality that that's okay for you to laugh that way about a death of a human being the sacrifice of a living human on this earth that right there you don't get to play cop anymore and we've got to work on some of this where we've got to get some transparency we've got to get better with each other there's some real problems for me on this whole thing where i wish that we had this better but this gentleman like i said in this video says guys you're going to have to make a choice and he was a, he was a leo he he's a law enforcement officer and it's like you got to you got to pick the constitution or you're going to be the brown shirts who did the nazis or the german army's bidding I always say this. It's another. Let me just finish this up real quick. Um, I always say the guy who shoveled coal in the steam engine on the way to Auschwitz is just as guilty as the guy who pulled the lever on the gas chamber. And I think cops need to realize that, and so do the judges and DAs who are out there persecuting and not prosecuting. Anyway, sorry. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So well, you know, on this immunity thing, I'll tell you, with immunity with government officials, it pertains on two things: intent mm-hmm. and incompetence okay right. so so if, per, if, a, if a mayor uh, uh or if a, if a mayor make, is making his decisions okay and, and they're against the law he can't say that he's if he if he goes well i didn't know that okay right that that'd be incompetency right then he was intentional okay so so if incompetency and intent play a huge important part in whether they're immune or not Okay. Oh, yeah. And these people, in other words, does does Ted Wheeler in Portland, Oregon, does the mayor of New York, or does Biden know what he's doing is illegal? Right. Yes, he does. He knows. So he's competent. Remember. So now he falls uh, into intent. Remember, he's a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a lawyer. (laughs) The guy who finished last in medical school is still a doctor. So, you know, he could still be a lawyer, too. So, anyway. <laughs> right, right, right. 
Well, and I think the biggest damage too to these cities is the lack of tourism. You know, yeah. Um, you know, especially like depending on where you are, but like New York and Portland, they're tourist attractions. They yeah. have been. Who who wants to come to Portland? What are you going to come to Portland? For? I'm getting ready to come up there. I'm ready to come to Oregon. I don't think I'm going to Portland, but I'm coming up to Oregon for a constitutional event with. Uh, uh, like I lost his name. Uh, Ian Trouter or Trotter, Trotter. Do you know who I'm talking about? Ian Trotter. Do you know the guy? No, I don't. Okay, well, we got an event. I'll uh, I'll email you the the stuff on it. It's only probably a couple hours from you, uh, but I'll be up there in a couple of weeks speaking at a constitutional event. And the sad part of it is, I'm not looking forward to it because I just don't know no. what I'm going to face when I get there. Because I'm I'm sorry to say, the horror stories coming out of Washington. And Oregon and Central California really caused me to pause to want to visit any of those in the near future. I mean, San Francisco, they're all lost. Uh, Portland, you know, Seattle, we see these. And I just it just it, it breaks my heart to think that there's a part of my country that I have to hesitate going into. But I'll be up there in a couple of weeks. I'll have to send you that information so you can be a part of that, too. Yeah, please do. Yeah, please yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Be good stuff. So 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 basically what we're dealing with. Well, let me tell you what I think everyone else is dealing with, just to continue on mm-hmm. with this, is this is not complicated what's going on here, okay? You've got laws, you've got a U.S. Constitution, right. okay? So people are violating it, meaning the government. And so what are the consequences? Well, the consequences are are symptoms of the core problem. Right. Okay. So what Restore Law and Order does, we work with, the, we attack the cancer. We go in, we're the surgeon, and we get the cancer out. Everyone else is dealing with the symptoms of what the cancer caused. Right. And that's where everything gets crazy. Yeah. That's where what, America is on fire crazy dealing with symptoms of the core problem. Okay? Oh, yeah. You understand what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, symptom, the symptoms of the government not doing the right thing and not upholding the constitutional law is riots okay yeah which is economic damage which then then we bring in the crime rate goes up and then i mean everything just it's just a snowball effect a domino effect yeah and so what we're now dealing with is everyone's trying to deal with the symptoms of the problem rather than the core problem core problem is the government get rid of the you know uh get rid of these corrupt individuals out of the government sue them set a presence on them yeah. Okay. And, you know, if we can't get them, if we can't set a presence where future candidates decide not to run because the same thing will happen to them, it certainly will put a lot of pressure on them. Right. On, gov- on government that, hey, we're, you know, we're watching and we're on you. Okay. We're not going to allow this. People need to stand up and just say, we're not going to allow this to happen. Okay. Right. I'm not going to allow it because my kids, my grandkids. Okay. Yeah. I mean, really, it's kind of, it really doesn't, it's not really for you and I, Jim. Right. You know, I mean, it is, but it's really for, you know, kids, future generations. What do they have to look forward to? Right. I mean, well, yeah, what do you, what are you getting up and going to school for if your, if your graduation is not going to be there in 10 years or five years or three years? The sad part of it is, is when you, this is kind of goes back to the COVID thing. Um, remember in COVID, the very beginning of it in April, we lost more people to suicide in one month than we do in a regular calendar year because you took hope away. And when you take hope away from people, what? why do they get out of bed in the morning? Uh, this is where a lot of people fall into certain types of depression and things like that. But uh, think about that. If there's no there's no future for America, then what are these kids going to strive for? What are they going to struggle to fight for? What do they want to improve if they think it, if we're if we're trying to nosedive this country into the ground? 
why are they trying to fix the wings? They're, they're like, well, let's just ride it to the ground and see what happens. They, they don't have that expectation of success. And what a horrible time to think about that. But I do believe we win. I do believe we are going to be successful. I believe we, we come out of this and, and we're going to be amazing. But in this so time too. right now, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Well, okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of like in this time right now, it's like you, you gotta, you gotta keep yourself together and be on the right side of things. But right now we're in the ditch of things. We're down in right. the blood, and the mud, we're in the trough of things and it doesn't look real bright down here. A lot of things stink. A lot of things look defunct, dysfunctional, but here's the thing. It, we kind of have to kind of, you know, break a few eggs to make an omelet. I, I do believe we're right there. One thing I didn't, I feel to mention is going back to the Schumacher furs. Okay. I lost my business in 2007 because of the government. Okay. You're talking about the oldest fur company in America. Okay. We had to close our operations. And the reason we did, Jim, is because the terrorism that we went through, no insurance company would insure us anymore. Wow. When we went to Lloyd's of London, they wouldn't insure us because of terrorism. So this is what can happen. To a business owner. So when I speak to business owners, I know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm one guy that has lived through this, mm-hmm. lost a 130-year-old business, okay, wow. because the government didn't enforce the laws, yeah. okay? And, you know, I don't want to see this. I mean, I have a lot of passion in this, okay? I haven't taken one cent out of Restore Law and Order, just so you know. All I've done is dump my own money into building this thing and this this organization. And... Uh, you know, I mean, I've I've been through this, and I don't want to see what happened to me happen to other businesses. You know, yeah. yeah. So it's very important to me this mission that we're doing, and I think it is the only way that we're going to get ourselves out of this mess. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, go ahead, keep going, keep going. You're good. Well, I was just wondering. Uh, I wanted to tell you about this homeless vagrancy. Okay. issue that we're dealing with absolutely if, uh, is that okay oh yeah we got we got uh you got another 15 minutes so you got you're good so, okay yeah. well you know again we saw law and order we're addressing the riots illegal protests violence crime and homelessness okay mm-hmm. we have a certain focus that we just started working on in the last couple months which is the homeless factor and this is what we're doing is we're suing the government Okay, we're putting homeowners and uh, property owners, okay, businesses that own property and homeowners together in a separate multi-plaintiff lawsuit in certain areas throughout the United States, okay, where there's homeless problems. And this is where the government has placed illegally, they placed pods and encampments in neighborhoods, okay, which has happened all over America, right? You see all these homeless camps, these pods, they're placing these pods in neighborhoods. And what's happening is that the homeowners values of their property are decreased significantly when they even announce this, as well as the business owner. For example, in Washington County, okay, there's a county out here in Oregon, it's called Washington County, okay? And there's three areas, Aloha, Cornelius, and Forest Grove, okay? These three areas what we've done with other help of people, we have accumulated uh, plaintiffs, okay, to sue the government. Same thing I'm doing on Restore Law and Order on everything else, okay? But we're suing the government specifically because they allowed the homelessness. And what are we suing them for? Well, we're suing them for what several things, okay? And I'm just going to refer to some notes because what we did is we 
pretty significant. We sent a tort claim out notice. Tort claim basically is going to say that, hey, Governor Brown, uh, Kotek, had, uh, uh, Washington County commissioners and everyone else were suing you, okay? Because you illegally placed these camps in neighborhoods which devalued the properties of the homeowners and the businesses significantly, like minimum of 30% to 80%. But now, right. so what happens is the government announces this, which they did. They, this is not just in Washington County. This is all over the nation. Okay, right. They come in and say, hey, we are going to be putting these beautiful pods, which are a plywood box, eight foot by eight foot, okay, for vagrants, okay, right. uh, to, homelessness, homeless people to live in. Okay, and we're going to place these in their neighborhood. Well, as soon as they do that, the reason it devalues the property is because the property owner, if he goes, hey, I want to get out of here. I'm going to sell my house. I'm going to sell my business because these homeless camps are coming. I don't want to live with all the filth and the crime and you know and the nuisance and everything else that comes along with it. So what happens is they try to sell their home. Well, legally, they have to disclose that the encampments are coming in or are there. Right. The pods. All right. Well, what's that do? So you have a million dollar house, million dollar house in Washington County. You put it up for sale. Someone comes and looks at it. He goes, I love the house. We'll, t- we'll make an offer for a million dollars. Okay. Right. Well, oh, by the way, the realtor is standing there or the homeowner. By the way, there are in- pod and encampments, homeless people coming in in October, October 15th. They're bringing in hundreds of pods in here. Right. What? Why well, don't we live around a bunch of homeless? So what do they do? They walk, right? right? Can't sell your house. Or they offer some significant less dollars right for the home but most of the people just can't even sell their homes so we're talking multi-millions and billions of dollars of damage here yeah okay look at the commercial property in new york look at the commercial property in portland oregon where the homeless people are forget the violence and all that just for a second okay because right. that ha- that also is relevant but if you just look at the homeless camps and commercial property and industrial property and residential property the damage is huge huge because you've got homeless people around, you have to disclose it when you try to sell your property. So your property devalues significantly. Right. This is on the announcement of it. So what we did is we did a tort claim with other people, plaintiffs, not restore law and order, with the plaintiffs in these Washington County. Right. We did a tort claim already notice, which is a basically a legal public notice, that we're going to sue them. Mm-hmm. We're going to follow through with it. And we're doing this in other neighborhoods. Okay. I'm just starting this up in Seattle. And also in some areas in Arizona, um, and we're, we're going to other areas in Oregon. Mm-hmm. You know, there's other counties like you. Maybe you're not familiar with them, like Clackamas County and you know Multnomah yeah. County, which is Portland, etc. And this is extremely important because these this homelessness is a huge problem. These people, first of all, there's these people are not homeless. Yeah. Okay, the term that everyone uses in the United States is homeless. I'll tell you why they're not homeless. They're vagrants. Homeless people. They are trying, something bad happened to them, okay, in their life. They're trying to improve themselves, get off their addictions, maybe try to find a job. They're trying to help themselves, okay? The people that are in these encampments are the illegals that Biden is bringing over and dumping all across America, which are vagrants. What's the difference? A vagrant doesn't want to get a job. He wants to live off of the government. He wants to live, he's a beggar. He does crime. They're sex offenders. I mean, they're, these are people are the lowest end 
crap of the earth, if yeah. I may, no, no, you're that good. are living in these. That's what they are. They're not homeless people. I don't yeah. even call them homeless. They're vagrants. Right. So I, basically, we're trying to change the whole name of homeless to, to vagrancy. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, because in homelessness, you have to have a certain amount of empathy for these people because you got like, oh, listen to the poor guys or this and that. Well, these are just, these are just, uh, we're, we're, not, we're not talking about people that need a country to be in. These people are invaders. Uh, they broke federal laws. They broke all kinds of statutes. They broke state laws, county laws, all these different things to go and come into our country. And then the fact that they've made them almost clear to the north end of our country. They had to do a lot of traveling to get there, and then to hang out in the in the city as if they have nothing else to do really shows you that it wasn't about the fact that they were running from a war torn country or types of crime. They, they were just here to get a free ride and be, like you said, a vagrant. Well, the thing is, again, if we do this like in Washington County and in several other counties, what's it do? Here we go again. It sets a precedence on what we're going to put up with and what we're not. So the plaintiffs in the lawsuit are sitting there telling Washington County or Multnomah County or New York City or whatever, hey, we're not putting up with this crap. The government placing these pods and the encampments in there is happening in New York. It's all over the place. Right. Okay. It's all over the the nation. So, um, and you, we need to help the homeless people, you know. Yeah. Uh, and you're not, we're actually helping the homeless people by doing this because what we're doing right now is an enabling. And this stops in enabling them. And it also stops if you if you shut down these pods, what it's going to do is, is Portland, Oregon, and certain areas will not be a popular place for these vagrants to come come to. Right. Because right now what we're doing is we're saying, hey, we're going to give you food. We're going to give you all this stuff for free. And it just makes the situation worse as far as the population of the vagrants and the homeless people. Well, and that in itself is really, you know, think about that. You're, you're, I mean, I, I, I feel like you're the Dutch boy in the dam where the dam, you got your finger in the dam, but the rest of the whole, the whole dam has actually gone out around you and you're still trying to hold this back. It's like you're trying to put everything back together when it's been washed away. And, and there's a lot of bad decisions. These are micro decisions that got made where, you know, it's, oh, well, they have a good heart or, oh, they mean well or, Oh, this. And the next thing you know, we have these participation ribbons. We don't keep score at baseball. We kick the fathers out of the home. We kick God out of the home. We kick God out of the church. And I do mean out of the church. We kick God out of the government. We've kicked God out of everything. And then we wonder why we've got a bunch of dysfunctional people who don't understand how to take care of themselves. No, I I totally agree. I totally agree. And, you know, one of the main issues that that we're suing on, just in case you want to know, Yeah which is pretty important. We're soon on what's called inverse condemnation. Inverse condemnation. I'm not an attorney, but I'll just tell you right, right. basically what it is. Yeah. It is called, it's taking of the property. Okay. It's a federal happening. So it's taking of someone's property. They're taking someone's property and not giving them compensation for it. So like if the government comes in, they want to put a road across your front yard, mm-hmm. okay, which they can, but they have to compensate you. Right. For the market value of that. Okay. And everything else that goes along with it. Okay. Well, same thing here. They're taking the, they're, because they're allowing the homeless people, they're, it's a taking of their land, the value of their land, and they're not compensating for it. Right. That's what one of the main issues of this lawsuit is about. Wow. Is the taking of land, of yeah. course, and then everything else comes along with it, which is the violent, violent felons and sex offenders, drug addicts, you know, mentally ill vagrants, uh, uh, you know, increased crime, decreased safety. All of this comes along with it. Right. 
And I and I'm telling you, it is a serious, serious problem. Right. And so this homeless issue, uh, on a focal point of what Restore Law and Order is doing, um, is just one other thing that we're doing, applying the same uh concepts and strategies, Jim, mm-hmm. that that our company founded, that I that I uh developed yeah. over the last several years, or actually the last 20 years. Right. Okay. Now, um, I I did get to look at your website uh, for your furs. I was, I like furs. I don't know. I've always had it. I mean, I think they look classy. I think they're very efficient. I think they are far more durable than the crap that we keep buying off of Walmart shelves, which, you know, was made in China. Um, So uh, you said that you had to close your business down, but obviously I'm looking at a business online. Uh, How are you able to keep, I mean, are you still be able to do commerce through your stuff? Are you still able to keep things going? On a personal we can. Note. We're still we're still the oldest fur company in America. We're a legal entity in Oregon. Okay, yeah. uh, we don't have any retail. I used to have three outlets, and we used to sell to Neiman Marcus, Saks Fifth Avenue, Nordstroms. All the we were the highest end of. We were specialists in mink. Okay, right. Schumacher was, right. and we produced literally the finest mink coats in the world, and that's why we sold all the high end luxury uh, places. It was devastating what happened to us, and. Wow. You know, um, Schumacher Fur still operates, but not in the capacity that we did. Yeah. The fur industry has been totally destroyed by the M rights movement. Okay, mm. literally. Wow. And well, because the M rights movement, they have the the M rights movement and the media have destroyed the fur industry. Right. right. Because the M rights groups lie about fur. They right. They lie about pet ownership. You have to understand, M rights groups against four things. You, humans using animals for entertainment, like rodeos, circuses, right. cetera, horse racing. Okay, number two, clothing, wool—not just fur, wool, leather, silk, because yeah. it comes from a worm. Okay, three, um, uh, uh, the food. Okay, you can't eat meat. You can't eat pork, poultry, dairy products. No more ice cream. Any of that. Okay, hey, 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 hey. and. Going yeah, no, no more, ice cream. No more ice cream, buddy. I'll fight you for that one. Like that's my that, that's a bridge too far for me. <laughs> right, right. And so, so they're against they're against humans using animals basically for anything. And the last four, the fourth one is animal experimentation to find cures for diseases for, if I may, animals. Your dog. You take your dog, it's sick. Well, guess how those drugs that your dog gets, guess how they were developed? Through dogs. animal experimentation, killing a mouse. Yeah. So, so a mouse had to die to keep your dog alive. Right. All right. Okay. So they're against any animal experimentation for, for pets or for humans for cures for cancer or Alzheimer's, etc. Okay. Animal welfare is different. Animal welfare is treating animals in the most responsible and human way that you can. Okay. Right. So if you're going to kill a cow to eat a steak, you do it in the most humane way that's available. Okay. Right. You do and all this is regulated by veterinarians, state. So, so, and then what happens is the media takes PETA, Humane Society, SBACA, these are terrorist organizations. Okay. And what they do, the radical terrorist organizations, okay, people give money to them because they, they play on the emotions of people. Right. And what they do is the media takes all the lies that they say about the beef industry, the poultry industry, the fur industry, pet ownership, because they're against dogs, is slavery. Right. You can't own a dog. Okay? Nuker, nuker, I don't know, nuker, man. If my dogs are slaves, Peter. sign me up for slavery. If my dogs are slaves, I'm going to tell you what, yeah. I could, I, 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 would be so lucky 
Uh, <laughs> just telling you, like my <laughs> my dogs have got they you know no no that's well, not too, I, yeah. So anyway, go ahead. I, the animal rights movement, in my opinion, is the biggest movement there is in the world, mm-hmm. and no one talks about it. I'll tell you why. Okay, because they control our food supply. Wow. Think about it. The animal rights people. What are they doing? They're saying, don't eat meat. Don't do death. Look at Bill Gates. What's he doing? He's buying up all the farmland. He wants to control all the food sources. Why? Another way to destroy America. Yeah. Right? Let's just starve the people. Let's depopulate the people. Yeah. Okay. This is not conspiracy, what I'm telling you. This is a fact. This is everyday life. Yeah. Yeah. This is is reality. You know, and I was telling people about this 10 years ago. No one listened, you know. Wow, that's so, crazy. And you know, you know who really told about this, and if I may, yeah, yeah. who talked about this heavily, and also the environmental movement, the bogus environmental movement, climate change BS, right. is Glenn Beck. He, I watched. Back, him, I've watched back here two thousand, back in two thousand three. I, I, I'm going back that far. I think. Yeah. He was on his chalkboard on his station, talking about all of this climate change stuff and the animal rights movement and how it's going to take over and et cetera. And he's and it's pretty interesting what he was saying back then, and really has come very true. Yeah, yeah. I, and he's been he's been a little inconsistent on some things, and a lot of stuff he's way out ahead on. And I appreciate that his his fight for what he's done. Um, I do think in the last few years, uh, the attacks that he has had personally, I think he realizes he's he had to get in the fight, and so he's come out a little bit swinging. I and he has a way of, of approaching it, which is good. Um, you know, uh, Greg, before I get you out of here, uh, give me the website one more time, uh, not only for your group, uh, but also for your website, for your, your coats. Right. Well, our website is restorelawinorder.com. Okay. okay. And if you go to that website and you're thinking you want more information, it's, this is totally non-threatening, folks. Everything's confidential. You just go to the website, mm-hmm. just follow. You want, you want more information? Click on it. Email us, okay? Yeah. It's all confidential. You, I'll even give you my cell phone number when you call if you want to talk to me personally, okay? Right. And if you want to talk to our attorneys, free, you know, we'll do a conference call to see if you have a case. And if you don't, we'll tell you right out, right. okay? Yeah. All right? And we'll, we'll tell you the circumstances, what we think you could win, what you can't win, whether you should be a candidate or not. If you want to do we need money. Because yeah, yeah. attorneys and PR and all this costs money, obviously. Oh, yeah, and if you want to donate to the cause and not become a plaintiff, please do. I yeah. mean, there's a you can donate anonymously again. Okay. Right. Um, you know, the the Schumacher Fur, the website is down right now, the Schumacher Fur Company website. I was just looking at I it. think I well, know. it's not down, it's up. Right. But I'm not quite sure what you're looking at. Oh, okay. Well, I was looking at Schumacher Vintage, something or other. Was that you? Well, that's me, but those are coats that people are trying to sell. Yeah, yeah. That bought Schumacher coats. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I thought they were cool. Mm-hmm. I was looking at, well, I like the older ones anyway. I was looking at, like, I was like, there was one in there that was a men's coat. I was like, hmm, is that the right size? <laughs> so it's, right, it was right. a little too big in the chest for me. I'm only a 44, and I think it was a 53 or something like that. So, I would, I would, can I tell you one thing? Can I tell that? you one thing that happened real quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um, I had a lady email us. She's 88 years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. Her income monthly is $1,350 fixed income. She's in a wheelchair. Right. She's very frail. Yeah. She emails me. I, and she gives me her phone number and she goes, can you please call me? I call her. Right. right? 
and you call her back. And I, she told Nancy, she's 88 years old. She's in a wheelchair. Right. She has 1350 She goes, I saved up $15 to donate to you. Wow. And I, she goes, but I can't do it with a credit card. I go on your website. I don't know how to do a credit card. I don't have credit cards. Right. She goes, but I want to give you $15. I want to mail a check to you. Okay. Wow. Right. And I told her, I said, her, her name was Betty. I said, Betty, just keep your money. I mean, the woman is $1,350 a month, right? Yeah. She's in a wheelchair, 88 years old. Okay. I said, no, no, no. I'm adamant on getting it to you, which she did. She sent us a check. Okay. Wow. And it's kind of interesting how someone in that company, she's doing it, not because she's a plaintiff. She's doing it to help the cause. She goes, I've not seen anyone come up with a solution like this. Yeah. And I look at all these multimillionaires out there yep. that have business and everything. And you would think they could donate to the one solution that is out there to fix this problem. Because I don't think anyone else has a solution to this. Yep. Absolutely. In my personal opinion. Well, great. So I invite you to donate, please. No, awesome. And that's like the lady who gave the, the few pence that she had that Jesus gave the example of as the guy who with the big bag of gold and he everybody could see him donating. And this woman who goes up there with the last two pennies because she gave her all and, and did it silently. He gave, She gave more than the guy who gave the bag of gold. And so I think that's a great example of that. Uh, Greg, thank you so much for everything you're doing out there, buddy. I, I applaud you. And we're going to have you back on soon. I already sent you that flyer so you have that when we get off the air. And great. thank you so great. much for being here, sir. All right. Well, thanks for having me. And our website, again, is RestoreLawInOrder.com. Very good. Okay. All right. Thank you for having me, Jim. You I appreciate bet. it. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. You bet. Bye-bye. All right, guys. Well, what a great interview that is. And again, this is a situation where we have to get in the fight, guys. I don't know what it's going to take to get you guys aware, but here we are, right? Remember the 10% we do for our neighbor, community, city, county, state, the federal government. The more you do for him, for them, the less that you do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish. There will be a far, far better place. Remember, hold the line, hold fast. You don't give up, you don't give in. We will win. I promise. I don't make promises. I can't keep. Guys, you've always been the answer. Remember, the Constitution limits the government, but never limits you. Know where your power is, where your God-given power, and, and that is really where it lies. You don't go to the small G government to ask for anything. You go to your God. Your God gave you the power to run the government as public servants, the Constitution Republic. Know your power. We can get this back. I know we can. Uh, remember, hold the line. Hold fast. Do not give in. Yep. <laughs> Let me try one more time. Do Hold the line. Hold fast. Do not give up. Do not give in. We will win. I promise. I don't make promise. I can't keep. Guys, thank you so much for everything you guys are doing out there. I'm Jim Price, the Jim Price Show Daily Update. You guys, I'll be good to each other. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.